All right, this is Security Views Radio with Adam and John. Occasionally, you will also hear a third voice in the background or a cackle. Uh, that is our producer, Felton. Um, this is sort of a reboot of a podcast that we did many years ago that was terrible, and we don't want to do it again that way, so we're going to do it differently. Uh, John and I are just kind of going to kind of riff on a particular topic for the week. Um, you know, we're going to we're trying to avoid doing like this. Um, you know, hack of the week kind of thing. That's you got. You guys can get that from anywhere. Um, on to that point. Right before we hit record, John, you were very upset about Zoom. I'm very. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a pissed off day right now. And I'll tell you why. It's because a number of schools that are going back using Zoom, and most particularly my kid's school is using Zoom. Now, I don't understand why people don't understand. I mean, if it's been demonstrated time yeah. and time again, to get into a Zoom meeting is about as hard as breaking a window with a brick. So, so okay, so that, that's always been my thing. I've just never used it because I've always had other avenues to use. I just assumed that people were not password protecting the the rooms yeah so initially what it was is you wanted to create a meeting you basically ran a meeting and then um it would give you a code okay and then the meeting would start so all a hacker would have to do an attacker would just basically have to guess these codes and when there's millions of zoom meetings happening a day right at yeah. different times it's not hard to guess a, a, yeah that's, a, that's know, an easy brute force tw- i think it was like a uh, maybe like a nine or 12 digit code yeah that's an easy brute force um and so they addressed some of the issues by requiring uh, waiting rooms where the host would admit you into the room. Okay. And that, and that has been taken by schools especially um, that this means now it's now safe because the teacher now gets um, full, full control over who's going in and out of the room. But let me tell you something. Kindergartners, first graders, second graders, when they sign on to a Zoom meeting, they don't put their full name with capital letters and say, yes, this is Billy. <laughs> right. It just say, say Billy. Right. Right. So the teacher's not going to know the difference right. over who really is in that room or not. And yeah. Somebody's going to pop on there. But for, while the teacher's fumbling around trying to get this guy out of there, he's showing things and saying things that yeah. he shouldn't be saying. Well, especially because right now, at this time of the year, you don't know what those kids look like. It doesn't, it doesn't actually make sense why they would use this platform. And I'm convinced it doesn't. It doesn't. Now, I'm not an expert on any means, as you, you all will learn about me or those all of you who know me i'm not a social media guy but i do know that there's plenty of other things i know here we use you know we use different products from like uh from like uh, log me in as some go to meeting products but i understand schools don't have that kind of money but i thought teams was basically free if you have office 365 i think google hangouts is a viable option yep and so what zoom does is they figure out what features other people don't have like a good business would and then they they include those features but i consider that in the zoom world to be bread and circuses basically so they're saying like here's these features while on the back end we're selling your personal data i mean state of california filed a lawsuit against zoom and selling you know kids personal information that suit is still pending you have church services where you have mortified church ladies who have seen things on sunday morning that they just didn't Except, you know, you laugh, Felton, but it's, it's, it's yeah. go do the, go do a search. Yeah. Like it's, it's the number of stories out there about it. Now, some of these are Zoom's fault and some of these are not Zoom's fault and I'm not faulting them, but they also are leaking and selling personal data. I mean, free meeting platforms, the cost of an annual license for a go to meeting is quite expensive for, for a WebEx or yeah. uh, many of these other services. Zoom is free. 
and everyone is just like, oh, cool. It's I think I, like, I think that's the only thing. Use it. I, I mean, there's probably paid options for it, but they, by and large, it's a free platform. And yeah. every workout group I see now is somebody in front of a computer and yeah. um, with their cameras on or microphones on, and we're just it is it, because of the rush to use Zoom, I'm naturally skeptical of it. Sure. But then when it actually borne out, like our our, our research team here. Uh, identified Zoom as being an issue, what, felt, I don't know if, you, if you're involved now. It was like back in March or something. Like yeah. That. It was very it was early on. Yeah. And we got completely blasted by several clients who were saying we were out of line. And then two weeks later, all the dominoes started to fall in oh, yeah. Zoom. So their business model was falling apart, so they quickly had to go and button this up. Oh, they say they're buttoning it. And like New York City says, no, you're not allowed to use it in our schools. But yet, many schools still to this day are using this platform still. And yeah. I just, I, for the baffles me as to why. I understand we have to do remote learning and this is not a shot at that. It is right. a shot at why they're using that technology. I, I think it is 100% about it being free. Like you, you, you touched on that, that it is a free platform. I think that it's 100% because it's free and I think it's free for like up to 100 users or something like that and then you have to start paying. So... I'll be honest, I have no idea who your target demographic, like who, who's your target, I don't know who your tar target market is if it's free for up to 100 people. I've, I never want to be on a video call with more than like three people, let alone nine, 99 other individuals. Like, you, have, you have a marketing degree, correct? Yeah. What is, what is the saying? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, you're getting what you pay Well, for. no, but you're the product. Oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling, yeah. If, it, if something is free, that means that you're the product. Now, if I sign on there as Billy... And it tracks my IP address to, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, there's not really a lot of personal information that's that's there that's contained in that. Right. But it is contained in the invites that you send out with the Zoom links, and it is sure. in, it's in, in it's in the presenter's information. It is there, and that data does it does in fact exist. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say worried about some kindergarten of personal identity being stolen. Yeah. But I think it demonstrates the practices that Zoom has in order to. Yeah. To, to, to sustain its business model. I, I'd be really interested to see, I haven't looked into it too, too much, um, uh, but I would be interested to see if there have been, like, if GoToMeeting or Microsoft or some of these other players in that space that normally you would have to pay for the product, I mean, just as like, I mean, that's gonna get you brownie points across the board if you say, hey, if you're a school, you get to use GoToMeeting for free this year. like. That would be that would be huge, and th you know those platforms are more secure. But like, yeah, or some kind of flat rate, yeah, or price or something like that. But maybe they just don't have the the, the server capacity. But I agree that I'm surprised that they haven't done something like that. Google would have the capacity. Oh, easy. For example, I, I, one of the earliest stories and um, that I heard about Zoom, and this goes back years before the rushes when it first came out, is it installed a client when you used it. it right. Zoom.us was the client. I put this application on there, and I know specifically there was an issue on Macintosh computers because the client was persistent means you couldn't get rid of it. And really? they're like, yeah, it's by design and you couldn't uninstall this thing. And it, wow. it, may, it may at the time request location information and all this other information. Like it wouldn't go away. I remember telling my kids tutor a year ago, like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use that. I mean, if you want to do a call with us, just use FaceTime. Like let's, yeah. let's not yeah. use this platform. Now, um, 
as a parent, you lose this battle over time when people are requiring it. Like, well, this is how you have to go to school. So as a parent, you're completely stuck. You're like, well, what right. am I supposed to do? I can't send them to school. They're required to use this platform. I can't switch schools. I can't. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're completely boxing you in. There's not a solution. You can't stand on principle and say, I'm not using Zoom because... Then your kid's not getting educated. My kid's not getting educated right now. Right. There's not, there's not an option. It's not Nike versus Adidas. It's not making a selection over something else. And, right. and it's not even like a boycott situation where you're standing on some ridiculous principle. Well, I don't like that they have two O's in Zoom. I wouldn't call this threat. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, is that, it, is, it is an actual insecure thing that's being deployed and pushed on us in right. the society. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And, and, you know, I've had to have some rather awkward calls with uh, some of the people that I normally would work with because they're like, hey, yeah, let's do a Zoom meeting. And I'm like, no. I'm not, I'm not like I'm just flat out not using Zoom, not on a work computer, yeah. and and uh, you know it's and I do think I, I think you're right. I think like it's it Zoom just hit this it hit this critical mass where if you're not using Zoom, you're not teleconferencing, and like and so and yeah, so many people you end up forced into a position where like you kind of have to use this. And it's the Facebook of video conference. Like, here's this thing with all these tools and all this platform for yeah. you to use and now use it. And so what pissed me off today before, right before we came in here, <laughs> which finally set it over my trifecta of a pissed off day, was that I was reading this email from my kid's school and I like sat back and said, they believe what they just wrote. That they believe that this is secure. Yeah. And I'm like, is it going to happen this week? Is it going to happen next week? Right. But the schools need to understand, if it happens, you're liable. Yeah. You are 100% liable for that. Yeah. You caused that to happen. Yeah. And, and, and you don't know what parent, and I'm not a litigious type, but you don't know what parent is going to come after somebody like that. And you're just, why do it? Speaking of somebody who could do it, and I'm not saying they're any better, but I'm surprised Facebook hasn't. I mean, they've, got, they've yeah. already got the, the video camera tech. They probably got a, a group meeting thing or something. But like I mean, that. I don't advocate for them and talk about selling your privacy. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no, no, I'm no, just no. surprised that they didn't bring something to the table. Um, I don't know that they really had a had a COVID play, if you will. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, they're one of the few that probably didn't. I don't know. Facebook usage probably spiked, but um, I don't know how many pictures you could have of you know happy couple sitting in their living room watching uh, Tiger King, or yeah. apparently Tiger King Two. Tiger King Two, it's coming. The elephant man. <laughs> um, see that, and this is this is this is actually something that I have I have pondered as well. You know, you mentioned having the space, um, and you know, having the server capacity. I, that's sort of weird that Zoom was able to spin that stuff up that quickly. I mean, you're talking well, about couldn't you though in a cloud infrastructure? I mean, you can turn up capacity at AWS. I guess that's true. As you're a rack space, you can turn it up in hours. I mean, well, I was just. I was see. I was close to a crazy conspiracy theory that the guys at Zoom started coronavirus. Yeah. So, but that's shot down. That's a separate. That's a separate podcast we have. <laughs> it's such a conspiracy. We can't even tell you the name of it. But if you just search really hard on the <laughs> Apple Podcast, if you if yeah, you take all the words we've set up to this point, put them in reverse. <laughs> Every third letter will tell you the name of the podcast. <laughs> this is so coordinated. We've been reading the script the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I just and you know again, it's like what are you gonna do? You know. Um, but I'm naturally skeptical to any lemur effect. Anytime you see people rushing to something, right? Um, 
I tend to get very cautious of it. I don't know, something in my makeup and my build. Like, I refuse to try that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, everyone wants it, so I'm, I'm not going to eat it. What if that's where the coronavirus is? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> what, it. Is it any coincidence that right after that hit, this hit? Yeah, it's true. But I'm, I'm naturally skeptical. I would, no. actually, I would actually love to try the Popeye sandwich if I wasn't a health nut, but I would <laughs> eat it. But I'm naturally skeptical of anything that people rush to uh, yeah. in, in many situations. I'm trying to think of the name of the show on Netflix that I have not watched yet. Um, um, but kids watch it all the time. The 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I think yeah. It is. No, that, yeah, that's no. apparently, I don't know why they make new seasons, but apparently it's a real issue for, for kids. Yeah. Uh, they, they send schools and warning messages out about this show. Um, so, anyway, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. And, and, but it's just, it's just interesting. It's just, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Um, and I, I wonder what they do as an organization after all this. Like that, like I say after all this, we, we are in perpetual limbo now at this point, but. Um, that Zoom does? Yeah, like what is Well, Zoom they have do? to monetize it. I, I mean, they have to monetize the platform to the point where it sustains. Their stock prices run up. Eventually those investors are gonna come calling for money. They're gonna say, okay, now we need to get a return. Yeah. Um, so they need to monetize it, just like Facebook had to figure it out. But Facebook figured it out. I mean, people will figure it out. Yeah. Zoom. It's so big now that it's not going anywhere. It's not uh, this monolith isn't going to going to back away. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't. It should. The platform just needs to be corrected and fixed, uh, rewritten to be more secure to prevent um, backdoor installs, and it needs to secure it. I mean, yeah. simple passwords for meetings as well as admittance or something like that can be can be ideal. And the other thing is that really upsets me is that everyone can in their mentally in their head picture what the Zoom call looks like. Um, I'm looking at Felton right now. It's a yeah. picture like the NBA playoffs are happening right now. Like picture the nonsense happening behind with the guy with the with the uh, Mr. Robotic head that's moving and, and, and like those calls. So you got all these kids on these on this screen mm-hmm. and then the teachers in one corner. And I don't know what the schools are are, are are thinking, but you th- you think the kids are looking at the at the teacher? They're looking at what Sally's wearing. Yeah. Or if you're in high school, you know they're looking at what Sally's doing, and they're they're paying attention to everything but right. What they should be paying attention to? Why are they allowing all these cameras on? Like, you don't typically do meetings unless they're internal meetings with strangers on camera. Like, I couldn't do a webinar, you know, right. with a, a right. black hat and looking at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need. Inter- inter- look, I'm, I'm making weird gestures here. They're, they're, like they're doing things like you wouldn't do that. So why do the teachers have those cameras on? Turn the cameras off. Right. You just should focus be the, on the teacher. Then if some if some pervert from across the world shows up, what does it matter? Right. He's, he's muted and his camera's off. Right. K- and kick him out. Why make it public? Yeah. What What do you get out of that? And there's an educational gap that I'm missing of why that needs to be seen. Maybe because you feel more connected. Believe me, you're sitting at a dining room table with with your mom in the background trying to keep that toddler quiet while you get your <laughs> right. you get your math assignment. Yeah. That's you're not you're barely paying attention as it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> your attention span is minimal. I mean, Adam, I know you don't have kids, but I'm sure you can picture oh, no, what yeah. this scene would look like, yeah. or or what six months of Felton's uh, wife's chaos. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> no, my. Uh, my when we were when we were um, all at home, um, it was just me and my apartment. It was me and my wife in my apartment. Um, we got distracted enough just from the cat. 
like like so I can only imagine if you had like actual other human beings around. So. I just I, I just don't know. And maybe it'll be better this year than what we saw back in the spring. But there was such a rush last year. You could just tell that schools really lacked a continuity plan. Yeah. Like, hopefully that's all been corrected now. So if this ever happens again, God forbid, or some other strike happens, a tornado strike or something right. happens, um, that that there's some kind of plan in place that they can instantly do this. The fire yeah. to school, frozen pipes, and those kind of things. Right. But also that, that actually begs the question is if a pipe does freeze in a school now, do you have to close for the day? Or can you just make everybody work online until they fix that pipe? Yeah. Adam has no idea what I'm talking about being a southern boy, but Felton knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but like what 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 Froze froze what? <laughs> but like, you know, they're really they're really cutting into kids' youth. I mean you get those bonus days off. I don't know that there's anything greater than you wake up and you oh find out God, you don't oh have to God, go. Oh my God, the pipe bust on Mr. Riley's head. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantastic. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. You know, you, you do hope that, that we would get, like you said, that they would get a plan in place. It's something, you know, you and I, John, have talked about a lot is that I think that as security-minded or at least focused people, um, I, I, I feel like sometimes we get a lot of flack that we don't like technology. And, I, and, I, and that's, you know... We're not saying that video conferencing itself is bad. No, it's a good thing. Like, that's a good thing. That's a good technology. It just needs to be, um, you know, there, there just needs to be a better plan in place for stuff like There's this. a lot of ways to do it securely. You could have people connect to a VPN and then allow the meeting only to connect through that VPN. At least then you're controlling some credential. And right. there's other ways that you could do these things. They don't have to be so connected that we're completely loose with what can happen. It's it. There's technologies that exist to make this simpler. You have you're required to have an Office 365 account with MFA attached. You're required to have a Google account with MFA attached. You're required to have some other piece of thing besides a code. Yeah. That's guessable. I mean, it's just random. I just use a random a number randomizer, which I think any 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 you know high school coder could make. And yeah. You just you just plug and bang away at the codes until you get in. You right. Have, you have 45 uh, private browser windows open in your Linux installation, and you just run the codes. Until yeah. you, I mean, if you're gonna, if you want to get in, you're gonna get in. But if at least if you build it, make yourself much more difficult. Yeah. Than the competition, make yourself harder to 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 hack. Make it not worth it to deal with you and yeah. go and go find something else. And I, I, I understand that we tend to have a very negative view, just to kind of parrot what you said. And, and it's not that we have a negative view; it's that we spend all all the day thinking about what can go wrong. Yeah. We spend all the time thinking about the, the dark side, the bad side of things. It's like, go talk to a, 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 a divorce attorney about, you know, how great your marriage is. And you'll probably say three key words in there. And she'd probably sit back and say, we'll see you in a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they've seen all the things before. Right. They've seen it before, just like, you know, anybody else yeah. and, and who's a professional in their particular business. So I think we do need video conferencing. I think we need to. I think it needs to be thought through. And I'm hoping there's schools out there that are doing it right. Cameras off, microphones muted until it's time to talk. You can hit a button to raise your hand, unlock that microphone because you've seen the kid. The teacher's in full control, most like a uh, producer would be. So you're, you're just switching camera angles. Is that what they're called in the, yeah. the, in the, in the TV business or is it an engineer? You were music, not television. Yeah. So, anyway, so the switcher, you move the switcher, and the teacher is controlling it. Yeah. And then that student can be brought up, and everybody can see their student, and then they can see what Billy's doing. Billy now knows he's on camera, and then he goes back to, you know, yeah. back, to, back to being quiet again. So that's just my, it's my, it's my thought. 
And I don't think people in education feel that. I feel that they have a different take. They have a, how can we get this to work, not what's going to go wrong. And it's just going to take one school. And it might be my kid's school. It might be some competing school. It might be some, some school across the, across the country that this happens at. It could be a dozen schools. Yeah. But don't put a challenge like a waiting room in front of a hacker and think for a second they're not going to figure out how to game you. Yeah. I mean, that's just foolish. Yeah. Last point on Zoom. I know this wasn't a Zoom podcast. My last point is most teachers and classes um, in schools are just reusing the same code in meeting room every day. Here's what? the code. Here's the meeting room. It's permanent. So these codes are going to get published. Yeah, this is so stupid. <laughs> on a list. That is so stupid. I mean, it just is like mind-blowing yeah. that, that yeah. this is what they had six months to come up with, three months to come up with. I don't hope, I don't wish the, the, the bad, and I just hope. I hope I can get through to all the schools out there, and please listen to us. And when we say just three steps, we can give you three steps to be more secure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should make that, Felton. It should be the <laughs> next blog post. Here's what this, okay, you're doing Zoom. We don't endorse it, but here's what you need to be doing on Zoom. Right. That right. kind of thing. And I'll use your credentials to, to <laughs> create my test account. Okay. No, okay, I don't want my ID stolen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah I want sure. them selling my information. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, with that, um, do you want to take a quick, right. quick break, and yeah. then we'll come back and with our actual topic. A message from our sponsor, which hopefully is going to be Popeyes with some free chicken sandwich coupons. Uh, it's Zoom. Actually, I blocked that down oh, oh, weeks, Zoom, weeks Zoom ago. Zoom is yeah. the sponsor. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Workforces are more spread out than ever before, and hackers are using this to their advantage. Social engineering attacks make up one-third of all data breaches. The only way to protect your organization is to know how susceptible you are. Let us help through targeted cybersecurity testing and training. Contact us today at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com to schedule your test. Again, that's 888 888- 897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. All right. So let's <laughs> going to get to our actual topic today. Um it's sort of a two, like a sort of a two-parter, a little bit. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys remember Earn. That's not really a two-parter. It's a it's a sequel to Earn It. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Earn It Act from earlier in the year. Um, basically, uh, the government wanted to push through this act, uh, which would give them the ability to look at any and all encrypted messages, any message that is sent from one device to another. They would uh, have the ability to look in on that. It's garbage. It's terrible. It ended up stalling, which is good. Okay, first, first, let's turn on a second. So, two points I want to make before you continue here. Please. Okay, just just for the audience at large. Oh yes. Okay, so, yes. point number one. Yes. Is this is not a political issue? No. Anytime we talk about bills on this show, I, you guys just need to know we're not 
taking or Adam may, but I will never take a political <laughs> position because I don't believe privacy and security is a political issue. No. And it is not it is not a Republican versus Democrat versus libertarian issue. It is simply a privacy of us as individuals. And this encryption thing comes up all the time. So in short, here's what encryption is. Encryption means that if I want to send an email back and forth to Adam, mm-hmm. that we each have a key. And in order to unlock the email, we need to each have the copy of that key. The email gets unlocked, and then we can do it. That's a very basic definition of it. Don't email us saying that it's not accurate. It's <laughs> as accurate as we need to be. Encryption means that the conversation is private between two parties or two servers or two computers. Right. What this started with, this bill, the, 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 uh, the encryption bills that have started, is to, the government wants to authorize that they require companies to create a third key, basically a backdoor in order to get in devices. This originally became a big issue back during the San Bernardino shooting. I believe that was in 2015. Mm-hmm. Somebody can cor- correct me if I'm wrong. But they needed to get into the shooter's phone. Um, Apple refused to give up the key. They actually said they didn't have it, and so the FBI had asked that they create a new version of iOS that would enable them to get a backdoor into this because if they tried to enter in a passcode on the phone, if you enter it wrong, I believe it's 10 times, the phone erases itself. So they needed a special version of software. Apple publicly refused. We're going to assume that they went ahead and refused uh, even behind the scenes, and the FBI was able to get what they needed by some hackers out of... uh, uh, at a different firm, yeah. I think it's rumored to be in Israel. Uh, that's irrelevant. Hackers got into it like they always do. This bill and all of these bills are basically so that there would be a built-in key that government can use to access our secure devices right. and things as needed. The typical argument that comes up when this topic comes up is, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. What does it matter? And the truth is, and it's our position, that it does matter. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that, I think that if that doesn't bring it up to speed enough, let yeah, me no, know, no, that, but, that's, um, that's sort of where we yeah. are in this thing. Yeah, and uh, so what happened relatively recently um, is, and, and this is, and I wanted to talk about this one, is um, uh, much, much less catchier name, Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, um, which was introduced... I don't know the exact. But I think I believe it was uh, July. I, I don't. I don't believe that that is that is not a good word. Usually, you need like an, a word. Yeah, I know. No, you actually pick the word, then you back into the then you to, make the, the law. to the law yeah. name. This is so like, you just yeah. pick a good word, like the Clean Skies Act, which actually has nothing to do with clean skies. It actually has to do with you know, um, I don't know <laughs> something else. else. I can't yeah. think of anything. <laughs> um, well, it either needs to be that, or it needs to be. Uh, vaguely American positive so no one could ever be well you can't say that you're against the Patriot Act you can't say you're against the Clean Skies Act right Right? you don't like Clean Skies how dare you Billy doesn't agree with Clean (laughs) Skies he does not want Clean Skies so that's why you back into the you just pick a buzzword you back into the law mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all good laws start with a good name June 23rd that was uh, (laughs) not July My, my, my apologies the reason that I want to talk about this one is because I think, uh, um, well, first of all, it's much worse. Um, in addition to being able to have access to all encrypted messages as they're being sent, uh, this this bill would provide uh, three things, three three major things. First, it would uh, allow courts to order uh, all device manufacturers, operating system creators, um, basically everybody that you can think of. Uh, they would it would allow courts to order them to assist the government in uh, accessing information um, through a search warrant uh, off of, for 
from any app, piece of hardware, whatever. Um, second, it, 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 certain entities would be required to, quote, ensure that they have the ability to provide this assistance. And third, the attorney general would be empowered to, to issue directives to service providers and device manufacturers, requiring them to report, quote, any technical capabilities that are necessary to implement and comply with anticipated court orders. Okay, so this is a, this is a House bill or a Senate bill? This is a federal bill, correct? Yeah. United yeah. States federal bill? Yeah. So with anything like this, so the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I came into this not knowing really anything about this bill. Um, Adam likes to surprise me with topics on the show. Um, and side note, everybody, so this is actually our first riff at this. We actually did a demo uh, to actually do a radio show as well. So yeah. we've, we've had some, uh, we've had some, this is, this is, we, we've done this before. But anyway, so the first thing that comes to mind basically when I'm here is your first point is, first thing I thought was, well, there you go. There's just going to, you know, cr criminals just have backdoor operating systems. I mean, it's, yeah. it's that simple. You can't control what operating systems people use really because mm -hmm. there's tools that you can use to mask what it is and mm -hmm. make it look different. But you can also just have backdoor systems. You can have um, locked or uh, jailbroken phones. Locked phones right. once you purchase, you can jailbreak a phone, but it's just going to create backdoor operating systems all over the board. So, with a lot of laws like this, my, my, you know, usually it only benefit, it only hurts the innocent, and does nothing to benefit the law enforcement to catch the criminals, right? Um, because they would just work around the system, right? Um, they can, and, and so like a lot of a lot of things, like when you add in con controls in many countries, uh, you just you just use like the onion that un, uh, the onion routers, Tor networks, in order to get around those controls anyway, mm -hmm. and, and proxies and VPNs in order to access it. What, what's your opinion on this? Well, no, I mean, I, I just I I don't think it'll pass, um, but I think the sort of the the, the ramifications of some of stuff like this, um, this I mean. The, the, this flies in the face of uh, large portions of uh, GDPR. So, you know, these, the, you know, what's, what are these companies going to do? They're going to have completely separate sets of standards for hardware that's in the U.S. versus hardware that's in the U.S. I'm the not EU. sure I understand a GDPR reference. Um, you mean, well, because U.S. companies only have to comply with that if they do business in the European Union. You're saying because they won't be able to do both? I'm, I, I'm saying that Apple isn't, going to create an entirely separate entity for a different region. I don't think that they... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I, they're not going to be like, okay, well, these are our iPhones that comply... You know you know what I mean? That comply with these rules, and these are our iPhones that comply with those. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think Google does that. Google does that, I believe, in China. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, they're not, they're not providing privacy to the individual in China. Right. Maybe they couldn't. I don't think the uh, People's Republic would allow that. To, to occur, but I mean, saying, but I don't know that I don't know how Apple handles China. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. That. I, I for, it slipped my mind for a moment, but yeah, I mean, they're. they're I mean, it's, it's theoretically possible. Re, re, regionally, you can have a different version of an operating system that would have a backdoor. But I don't believe Apple has been known for their for their focus on privacy. And yeah, their uh, they, to yeah, it. they wouldn't. They they're the last ones that are going to buckle on this. Yeah, um, and and which is good. Like, you know, I'm not. This isn't a you know, hail our corporate overlords. This is just, it's, this is a giant company that's actually on the right side of this issue. Yeah, I'm not really sure because the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in the United States uh, provides uh, protections against unlawful search and seizure. And I've always felt that these laws definitely danced on that. Like, you know, um, 
I don't know how you can you can ensure unlawful search and seizure and then allow that allow access to these devices. But that's my yeah. non-constitutional well, lawyer version and definition <laughs> right. of it. Uh, of having absolutely no legal training, never been to law school, <laughs> but I do understand that the privacy aspects of it more than most, and I do understand the privacy risks of it more than most, and I understand that. You know, there's issues with companies storing private data and losing that private data, but let's be honest, you agree to that when you click that box that says, I agree to these terms and conditions. Yeah. Which is what GDPR has changed is that you have to be, you have to, it's an opt-in versus an opt-out. So you're automatically opted out, where in this country, in the United States, you're typically, um, you're typically always opting out. Yes. You're, we're there, it's, you're opting in. Yeah. It's the opposite. But in, in, but in the most part, you're just, they can't sell your information at any point. You can say, okay, I'm done. Give me all my data back. And they have, right. to, they have to scrub it. We learned soon after that that Facebook was not able to comply with that. They basically was like, I, we have no idea where all your data is. It's sort of like spread out. We can't just erase it. Yeah. But now you're seeing the California Protection Act come out, and it's going to have a very similar, similar yes. template to that. Well, and, and that was actually uh, in on, on the, 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 the ancient tomes of the original podcast, that was something that I talked about, was that um, I, you know, expected that um, American, you know, states and, you know, and just other countries um, would start passing their own laws um, that were similar to GDPR just because you have to, you know, if you're going to do business in the EU, you might as well you know, comply, anyway. comply like we everywhere. Com yeah. yeah, like we comply. We have the cookie policy on our website. Like we comply because we do do business, you know, in that in those countries. Right. Or we may do business in those countries. It's better to just be prepared for, exactly. when, we, for when we do do it. Here's, I think, if if you zoom out for a second to to, pa to pair it off the zoom in, the, <laughs> the zoom portion. But if you zoom out from this issue for a second, ask you guys. I want you guys to ask yourself this question: Why is the only legislation coming out? regarding cybersecurity is how to give the government backdoor access. Where right. is the protections for the individual? Where is the protection? Where is the government stepping in, in either political party, to give you more protections as an individual from a national level? Right. Where are those cybersecurity protections in place? Why are we not focusing on us as individuals and citizens and owners of this data? Why are we always focusing on what more access does the government need? And it's not right. a specific to a political party because it's both of them and it's all of them. And none of them are doing anything about this. They're not doing anything to protect us as individuals and citizens. And they're certainly not doing anything to protect businesses from, from, from malicious actors or foreign businesses to protect us more. There are certain laws in place that they can catch people if they're doing certain things, but by and large, they are not able to do that. And, and I cannot knock down certain connections as a business from hitting my network by choice. It takes a while to get that done. And in the process, people can take your network down. You don't even have that control. Right. And they could give us that control, but they don't give us that control today without going through a long process in Nexus. And with the use of shared data centers and shared information and things like Office 365 and cloud infrastructure, you're losing more and more of that control. It frustrates me to no end that none of these laws are clean bills that just say, this is what we're going to do, similar to GDPR with fixes, yeah. to protect citizens of America, or even give some kind of guidance that are coming out instead of update your antivirus software, don't click on malicious links. The same <laughs> six tips yeah. that are always given. But where are the protections from my grandmother, from your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your your crazy aunt, and your in your in your stupid teenage son? Where are those protections to protect them from them? Right. If you're going to do something, do something. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of just trying to figure out how you can bust a hole in the little bit of security we do have as individuals. Because I'm not, no, am I afraid of, of anything weird being on my phone and somebody getting it? No, but I certainly don't want, you know, my vacation pictures with my wife looked at from some hacker. Right. And I certainly don't want my kid's birth date information being disclosed to some hacker. Where's the protections for him? Where's the protections for her? Where's the protections for the people that can't protect themselves? Yeah. I have to have all this information. And now, now during the COVID shutdown, the, the genius of the medical system is that we now have to check in online prior to going into the doctor's office. This is the big change that they've made. Now you have to, now you have to use, <laughs> right? you have yeah. to use a medical portal. Right. Well, I went and looked at a medical, the medical portal of a very large health system around here. There was no two-factor authentication. But my God, I could have edited on a moment's notice, in a second's notice, contact information for my kid's parents. Yeah. Now, you explain that to me, why we're forcing that while giving the government backdoor. Now, I'm not saying these laws are going to pass. I will argue with Adam that these laws will ever see the light of day. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think most of these will. But I mean, it makes the point over the people we're electing think that that's what they need to exactly. do. That, exactly. I don't care if you're law and order or not. Privacy backdoors, privacy violations will just cause hackers to get access to the backdoor. It's not the solution. There might be a better way where you can get the courts to compel somebody to unlock a phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that would work. Like I said, I need a lawyer in here. Maybe we could find one. Yeah, um, yeah. We could find a, a constitutional lawyer to help explain it to me. But why Why we don't have that? Well, that would be better to comp- – if you're going to have to pick one, I would rather them have to compel somebody to unlock a device. Yes. I don't, I don't know that you can because of self-incrimination. But anyway – than to give a backdoor that will get hacked. Mm-hmm. And to demonstrate the, the example of that, I can't think of the name. I think it was called Blue Leaks, and somebody keep me honest on this. But it was a database that the, the a lot of police departments use to keep case files and share information poli- different police departments. Well, guess what was hacked and leaked recently? Adam's doing a search right now to look it up. That database yeah, with Leaks. this... That was exactly it. Blue Leaks? Blue Leaks uh, exposed the personal data of 700,000 law enforcement officers. There you go. There's also one that exposed case files on individual cases. Mm-hmm. And listen, if Ashley Madison can't protect the cheating husbands of the world, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't believe, which destroys your business model. When your business model is life short, have an affair. Yeah. You should keep that information secret. But we can't protect these law enforcement databases. We just, we, we just can't because no. there's malicious actors everywhere. There's malicious and there's bad actors in every business. Absolutely. In, and not every business, but every line of business, mm-hmm. in every law enforcement office, in every D, DA's office, in every defense attorney's office, and somebody's going to leak something. We can't guarantee its privacy. Yeah. And that's what makes me fearful. If, if, if it could somehow have to be signed off on by some, I don't know, some people. I don't know how that would work, but it's not going to happen. And right. we've proven in this country that it's not going to happen. And we've proven in other countries it's not going to happen. I mean, I don't know that that protection exists anywhere 100% right now, except, except in this country um, is as close as you, I think you can get. Yeah. But now it's just being jeopardized with every one of these laws. But the mentality of the bills they're putting out show me that they're missing the point. And that's, and that's, that's my big thing is that and it's and it's why I get bothered by it and why I, I want people to be loud about it because we, we I think we need to be we need to be these things need to not just not pass they can't come anywhere anywhere close to passing why do we have regulations in this country that 
prevent airlines from keeping us sitting on a tarmac for too long. And we can regulate how long we have to sit on a plane with access to food and water, but we don't regulate data privacy. I mean, where is the, where is the priority? Yeah. I mean, at some point, did some senator get, get pissed off because he got stuck on a Newark airport <laughs> runway during right. rush hour for too long? He's like, that's it. I'm changing it. And he's typing up the bill right there in his, his long layover. We've all been there, but nobody ever gets mad about this. Where is the protections for the individual or for the business? Yeah. Where's those protections? We, we, the best regulations we've seen around data security have come from the PCI industry, which is a private organization yeah, that is created. It's, it's, it's run by MasterCard, Visa, Discover, uh, American Express, and, and they've created these regulations, but, you know, we've not seen that, that widely deployed. And that's just my riff on that bill. No. I know I probably went off on where you wanted to talk no, about. No, no, no. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of what I wanted to talk about. And, and, and one of the things that, um, one of the other things that, that, that I wanted to jump in on real quick and just to, uh, just to point out, I guess, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, there's an election coming up, and there's a couple people that are running for it. Uh, neither of them, John actually told me about this, neither of them have anything about privacy or cybersecurity in either of their platforms. Not a single, well, not a single mention of it on either of their websites, yeah. and I looked. Just to make my suspicion clear, <laughs> Right. I that, looked, and I was right. That the people just aren't thinking about this from a... They're not thinking about it from that perspective. And, and look, there's a lot of things going on right now. This is still something that's really, really important. But you know what they do have precious for on both platforms is access to easy telemedicine and access to online medical records with no backing for how you're going to secure it. Guidance, but no real protections. Yeah. As an individual, if they leak your medical records, they send you a letter. If a medical office reaches you, they send you a letter. And they give you the protection. And they give you the. Mm -hmm. Where's the protections as individuals, and where are the regulations and standards that are coming in, when it regards to how we secure our phones? And they're just not there. They're not there in comparison to GDPR. No, not at all. Absolutely I just not. don't see it. And I know that businesses are out there trying, and they're out there trying to secure these records. And occasionally, an employee, part of the business, makes a mistake and they lose records, and they become the devil of the day. Right. But it, where, where was the protection from the hackers getting in? And when a, they come after the business and they find the business and the business does what they can to re restore it because they are trying. Yeah. But where is that firepower going after the people who caused the pro who, who, who stole the information? Yeah, who, and where yeah. is the protection from that? Yeah. That, that, that just doesn't seem the same. And the back doors are not going to solve that problem. No, they're not. And, and, and again, I think this is just this is just like like I like I said I, I'm not super really worried about any of them it's kind of to encapsulate this whole thing not really super worried about any of these you know coming to pass but over time and like John 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 said specifically the fact that they are they keep trying this that's the concerning part um, and and yeah and that there's there's nothing for us it's all for them so as it stands right now the way that it works in this country is that Adam if I steal your wallet Mm-hmm. Please don't. If I steal your wallet, the government penalizes you for not paying tax on the money that was in the wallet. They penalize you because you didn't do better protections. You're the villain because you didn't protect that. Right. 
and that is the opposite. In cybersecurity, they come after the people that lose the data, and sometimes they're justified, but somebody at the end of the day stole that data. Right. And I don't believe for a second these companies who get hacked or lose data or get breached did it intentionally. Sometimes there's a malicious employee. Sometimes there's a foolish or stupid employee. But, but even in those instances, that a malicious employee is, is, is one individual inside of an organization. Yes. It's not the organization saying, all right, guys, we're going to totally biff this and we're going to lose everyone's information. Yeah. So, well, that's our show for today. Thank you all for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we will be back uh, next week with another program. Um, if you have a question or a comment or, hey, if you're a lawyer that wants to uh, t- talk a little bit more about this, you can reach us at podcast at jscmgroup.com. That's podcast at jscmgroup.com. Our music is I Don't Know Yet because Felton won't tell me what, what, we're, what we've picked. Um, hopefully I'll know next week. Uh, thank you guys very much. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>